0: Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to the Christmas Eve service. Um, I am going to be reading the psalm and the uh, gospel lesson today. As always in the show notes, all of the um, scriptures will be available, um, and uh, I encourage you to go read those. I'm also not going to read the Um, hymns today but those are listed Um, if you uh, follow Bethlehem United Methodist Church you can watch the full service live stream um, as well so you can get all of the hymns and the extra music there Um, I also as always encourage you to uh, find a church and enjoy in person a lovely Christmas Eve service there is nothing like it um, and I encourage you to find a, a congregation that you can worship with today on this Christmas Eve. Um, later this afternoon, the Magnificat will be available online as well. <laughs> um, this time you'll get to see my face if you look on YouTube. Um, and on Christmas Day, I'll be reading the Christmas story from Luke 2 as well. So I hope you enjoy those. Um, I hope you watch them with your family and are inspired by the scriptures um, on these lovely Christmas days. The Lord be with you and also with you. Here now the reading of the words from psalm eighty nine verses one through four and then skipping down to verses nineteen through twenty six I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth, I will proclaim your faithfulness to all generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to my servant David. I will establish your descendants forever and build your throne for all generations. Then you spoke in a vision to your faithful one and said, I have sent the crown on one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found my servant David with my holy oil. I have anointed him. My hand shall always remain with him. My arm also shall strengthen him the enemy shall not outwit him the wicked shall not humble him i will crush his foes before him and strike down those who hate him my faithfulness and steadfast love shall be with him and my name his horn sh- and in my name his horn shall be exalted i will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers he shall cry to me you are my father my god and the rock of my salvation the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us join together on this Christmas Eve with the words of uh, the Apostles' Creed. Friends, what do we believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, everlasting amen let us pray together this christmas eve dear lord we come to you now just in awe of this holy family that was created this christmas eve night that you brought from nazareth to bethlehem that you brought to fruition in a stable laid in a manger the being, the human form of your own love. named Jesus. Thank you for the time that we have together to ponder and worship those things today. Be with us as we go throughout the holiday that we may stay focused on you and your son. The one that taught us to pray these words, our Father, Hear now the reading of the uh, gospel lesson. It's from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Hear now the word of the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. and will be called the son of the most high and the lord god will give to him the throne of his ancestor david he will reign over the house of jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end mary said to the angel how can this be since i'm a virgin the angel said to her the holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you therefore the child to be born will be holy He will be called the son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who has said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. The angel departed from her. The Word of God, for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. The Herdmans were absolutely the worst kids in the history of the world. They lied and stole and smoked cigars, even the girls, and talked dirty and hit little kids and cussed their teachers and took the name of the Lord in vain and set fire to Fred Shoemaker's all broken-down tool house. They were just so all-around awful, you could hardly believe they were real. Ralph, Imogene, Leroy, Claude, Ollie, and Gladys, six skinny, stringy-haired kids, all alike except for being different sizes and having different black and blue places where they had clunked each other. The Herdmans moved from grade to grade through the Woodrow Wilson School like those South American fish that stripped your bones clean in three minutes flat which was just about what they did to one teacher after another. The opening paragraphs of my favorite Christmas book, The Best Christmas Pageant Ever by Barbara Robinson, describe a ragtag family of misfits that up into town, get passed through schools so they don't pile up on one grade and torture their teachers and hijack the church Christmas pageant. Once they get to church, they eat all the cookies and steal from the collection plate. Then they steal all the main roles in the pageant through intimidation, threats of violence, and leave all of the other kids to the angel choir. They are not the stereotypical first family that we like to picture in our Christmas cards and our Sunday school material, but Mary and Joseph were probably not really like that either. There are so many things that we assume about Mary and Joseph because of the images that we grew up with. The reality of the Holy Family was that they were very different from everyone else. They were a young couple struggling at the beginning of their marriage to bring a baby into the world. We see Mary pictured in her blue clothes, the color women wore before they were married. But imagine what it would be like if any girl walked in, nine months pregnant, married to a man that was not the father of her child. No one else at the time knew what was really happening. What did those around them think? It makes me think about that inn that infamous place that turned them away. We like to think that there were no available rooms in the inn, that the census had caused such a rush in town that it caused every available space to be filled, like trying to find a last-minute hotel room for the Georgia-Florida game. But what if there was no room for a couple like that at the inn? What if the inn took, innkeeper took one look at the pregnant virgin, and turn them away. This pastoral view of what Mary and Joseph did is an amazing tale all on its own. But what if it was even more amazing? For instance, there's no reference to a donkey in the scriptures. So what if Mary and Joseph walked the 36 hours From Nazareth to Bethlehem, what if, nine months pregnant, this girl waddled her way to a town she had probably never been to, full of strangers that would judge her? What if they had to constantly be ridiculed and talked about and whispered about? What if everyone gave them the side eye everywhere they went that they had? To be hard, that had to be hard to endure. Have you ever felt like people were judging you? Even worse, have you ever caught yourself being the one doing the judging? Unfortunately, we all have. Can you imagine that? What it was like for Mary and Joseph? Maybe seeing the nativity scene in a different way can help us be more sympathetic to the people who find themselves in situations that were not necessarily of their own making, or a situation they did not mean to get themselves into, but that they are dealing with the best that they can. Maybe it can help us show grace where there is none in this world. That same grace that we hope people show to us when we need it. It brings me back to the scripture for today. The words of the angel hold the key to how the Holy Family made it through life in general with a Savior to raise, but especially leading up to his birth. Listen to some of the things Gabriel tells Mary with fresh ears. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God, for nothing is impossible with God. We see Joseph receive the same message in the first chapter of Matthew. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. Nothing is impossible with God. I'm sure it was the only thing that sustained them on their journey. I'm sure it was the only thing that sustained them amid the ridicule and the whispers and the judgment of the people around them. I'm sure that it was it sustained them when they were turned away from the inn and sent to give birth in a stable. It is the same gift that we are given when we when others judge us without knowing the whole story. They were given the gift of bravery. They were given the assurance that they had the Lord on their side and there was nothing to fear. So do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. I am sure the Isaiah passage that they knew rang in their ears those same words that they are that are available to us still today that same assurance that we are, rely on in hard times when the world is judging us and giving us the side eye when there are whispers all around of hatred and judgment our strength can come from the same place that it did for Mary and Joseph our bravery and strength can come from the lord But our compassion and kindness should also come from the son of Mary and Joseph, the one who grew up to eat with sinners and tax collectors, the one who healed lepers, the one who restored sight and did not use it to judge others. Our bravery and assurances come from Jesus, who was born this night in Bethlehem. By the end of the best Christmas pageant ever, no one is sure how this pageant will go but the one thing they were sure of was that they were not going to miss it. The pews were overflowing. Everyone wanted to see how the horrible herdmans were going to ruin the birth of Jesus. They had already ruined everything else in town, so this had to be a spectacle that they were about to witness. It begins, as you would expect, with the wise men punching each other and Mary threatening everyone to stay away from the baby. But in the end something really special happens. Our narrator and angel choir direct, uh, member, Beth, has some inspiring words for us to ponder. Everyone sang Silent Night, including the audience. We sang all the verses, too, and we, when we got to Son of God, Love's Pure Light, I happened to look at Imogene, and I almost dropped my hymn book on a baby angel. Everyone had been waiting all this time for the Herdmans to do something absolutely unexpected. And sure enough, that's what happened. Imogene Herdman was crying. In the candlelight, her face was all shiny with tears, and she didn't even bother to wipe them away. She just sat there, awful old Imogene, in her crookedy veil, crying crying and crying they look like the people you see on the six o'clock news refugees sent to wait in some strange ugly place with all their boxes and sacks around them it suddenly occurred to me that this was just the way it must have been for the real holy family stuck away in a barn by people who didn't much care what happened to them That couldn't have been very neat and tidy either, but more like Mary and Joseph. After all, that was the whole point of Jesus. That he didn't come down on a cloud like something out of Amazing Comics, but that he was born and lived a real person. Mary and Joseph and Jesus were indeed real people. They struggled and suffered and laughed and cried, but most of all, they were brave and kind. And because we have faith in the same God that blessed Mary and Joseph with their child and Savior, we can be brave and kind too. It is that same kindness that we see as we gather at the table to remember the baby that grew into the man, both a real person and divine that saved us from our sins. Amen. This Christmas Eve, let us show grace and kindness and love to all of those around us. Because in life and death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen.